Heavy metals are found naturally and in household products and are linked with a range of health issues. They are especially important to be aware of when planning to conceive or pregnant because pregnancy mobilizes these elements, which can be passed to the fetus. In this episode, I chat with Dr. Jessica DuPont, a naturopathic doctor, birth doula, fertility strategist, public speaker, mother, and plant-based foodie about what you need to know about heavy metals without totally panicking. We cover what are heavy metals and how we're exposed, why they're a problem during preconception and pregnancy, how you can detox safely when trying to conceive or pregnant, and what to avoid doing. She shares surprising information about chlorella, collagen, and bone broth that I wasn't expecting, and how heavy metals affect fertility. Before we dive into the conversation, let me share a little bit more about Dr. DuPont. Her practice focuses on hormonal regulation, women's health, including PMS, fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, menopause, etc., fertility, and perinatal care. Dr. Jessica has made it her mission to empower women worldwide to embrace their divine feminine power, take control of their health, and realize their optimal health potential so they can feel energetic, vibrant, and beautiful from the inside and out. It is her belief that by educating and supporting healthy women and mothers, we will have healthier children and healthier communities. That is a mission I can totally get behind. She integrates conventional medical research with alternative medicine, giving women a unique approach to their health so they can get to the root cause of their concerns and restore balance. Dr. DuPont is the creator of the Naturopathic Doula course and teaches naturopathic doctors across North America and the UK. She's the founder of York Region Naturopathic Doulas and is the creator of the noteworthy online fertility program, Baby Bloomers. She has published various articles for a variety of health magazines and papers and is one of the most sought after practitioners in the greater Toronto area regarding hormones, pregnancy, and fertility. So with all of that under her belt. This is why I invited Dr. DuPont to come on the show today and talk about this important topic. Welcome to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast, the show that tackles the often misunderstood and underestimated topics related to toxins and their impact on our health and well-being. I'm your host, environmental engineer, mom of two, and founder of Green at Home, Emma Roman. My mission is to help you reduce toxins in your life without fear, judgment, or shame, so you can be more informed and empowered to take action on issues that matter to your health. The research is clear that toxic chemicals found in the products we use, food we eat, water we drink, and air we breathe are contributing to the rise of chronic illness, allergies, infertility, autoimmune disease, and more. The good news is you can reduce your exposure without having to drastically change your lifestyle, and I'm here to show you how. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. I believe addressing toxins is a critical step towards creating healthier and happier families, communities, and ultimately a better planet. And that starts right here, right now. Let's dive into today's show. 
we are going to get into the details of what we're talking about today. But before we dive in, I always love hearing the backstory when I'm talking to other professionals, particularly naturopathic doctors. I interview quite a few on the show and everybody has their own story as to how they came upon the profession and why they do what they do. So can you share a little bit about what led you to become a naturopathic doctor? Sure. So I, my whole life wanted to go into medicine. That was my goal. I was going to med school. My dad had it written in the stars. (laughs) This is what was happening. And I ended up getting sick in my last year of university. I was under a lot of stress. I'm pretty sure I wasn't eating the best because I was under a lot of stress. And I didn't really know any better at that time either. And so I was getting UTIs every couple of weeks. And I would just walk into the walk-in clinic there and just be like, well, I have a UTI, so I need antibiotics. And they wouldn't blink an eye. They'd be like, okay, what are your symptoms? And I would tell them my symptoms and they would give me a prescription. In a matter of two years, I was actually on antibiotics 30 times. Whoa. Yeah. So crazy. And they did do a urinalysis when they went into the clinic and but it takes time for those results to come back to tell you if there's actually bacteria present in your urine and I never got a call I didn't know any different and so two years go by and I'm in this excruciating back pain and what was happening is my I was having these major kidney issues and so it was actually something structural going on so I was referred to a urologist and I had to get surgery and everything like that and somebody said to me they said why don't you see a naturopath and at the time I didn't know what that was I was like, is this a brain doctor? (laughs) And so anyways, I went to see her and she basically changed my life. She diagnosed me with something called interstitial cystitis, which is an inflammatory bladder syndrome. And when we went back to look at all those test results from those two years of when I got UTIs, only three of them came back positive for bacteria. So I didn't even actually have an infection. So I was put on all these antibiotics, basically pushed through the medical system, right? Just pushed through antibiotics, antibiotics, antibiotics. And she completely changed my diet. She, we reduced stress. We cleansed my body, really worked at reducing inflammation. And I have been symptomatic free ever since. I haven't had any issues. And so I was basically convinced at that point. I think I really loved that she spent an hour with me at every appointment. She asked me not only about my physical symptoms, but about my mental health and my emotional state as well. And she really treated me like an individual. So instead of sitting there and just talking to me, I guess, for seven minutes. And so I really loved that. And I think that just shifted. I was like, this is the type of medicine I want to do. I really want to connect with my patients and I want to heal them from the root versus just giving Band-Aid solutions. Amazing. That's what I love about naturopaths too. And if I had not gone through engineering already and had a career and was so done with school. I swear after I found naturopathic medicine for myself as well, I was like, oh man, I want to be a naturopath now. Much to my husband's delight, I did not go back (laughs) to school. Right. I know. Um, Even now I'm like, I would never go back to school. (laughs) No, I'm done. But I love being able to learn from all of the conversations on this podcast. It's amazing. And I think that's a common thread too, as to how people get into it is because they see how much naturopathic medicine actually helps and solves problems as opposed to offers band-aid solutions. So thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. And so you do a lot of work in the prenatal and fertility space and pregnancy space. Do you want to talk a little bit about what your practice focuses on right now? Yeah, sure. So when I was in my teens and in my in university saying I want to become a doctor, the one type of doctor I wanted to be was an obstetrician. I loved birth. I loved babies. I loved the whole 
just supporting women and empowering women. So when I was in school, I actually saw this, I think it was a course just on becoming a doula. And so I was like, oh, that's amazing. I get to attend births. I get to support women during birth, even if I'm not the one physically catching the baby. And so I was actually a doula before I started practicing. And then once I started practicing, I really started, I, I did a lot of pediatrics at the beginning. And I really loved that. And being in pediatrics led me more to seeing pregnant women and the, their whole families. And so then I really kind of delved into the whole pregnancy aspect of things. And then of course, once you get into pregnancy, you start seeing a lot of fertility, not just people who are getting pregnant for the first time, but people who have had babies before and now are having issues getting pregnant and they're like, what's changed? And so I really started getting into fertility and loving that. So my entire practice really focuses on the preconception time period, fertility, getting couples and women prepared for pregnancy so that they can be at their healthiest possible, and then helping them move through a healthy pregnancy, usually attending their births, which is great, and then the immediate postpartum period. With that, I also see a lot of hormonal issues, right? So thyroid issues, PCOS, endometriosis, PMS. So a lot of women in their younger years where I focus, I do see some menopause, but I would say that primarily it's that age group of 18 to 40. Right. That's why I'm excited to have you on this show to talk about specifically heavy metals. We might touch on other toxins. We'll see how it goes. But there are so many different topics with fertility and pregnancy that I like to focus in. And this is actually a topic that somebody had requested when I had put a call out for episode ideas. So I was excited when you brought it up as something to talk about. So what are heavy metals? Let's start right at the basics and then we'll go from there. So heavy metals, I'm going to take you guys back to chemistry class a little bit. Heavy metals are the metallic element in the periodic table that carries a heavy weight to it. So it has a high atomic number. I don't know if you guys remember chemistry class and all that stuff, but it has a lot of weight to it. And we find them everywhere in our environment, in our food and everything. And our bodies can have some amounts of heavy metals that are okay. And there are about 20 different heavy metals. However, there are a few of them that wreak the most havoc on our health that we're the most concerned about. And that is lead, mercury, aluminum, cadmium, chromium, those are, and arsenic. Those are the biggest ones that we're seeing impact health. And so what happens is we start accumulating too much of them, right? And our, then our body becomes overburdened and the heavy metals will actually oxidize over time. And this causes a lot of inflammation around our tissues and around our, our nervous tissues. And so they accumulate in the soft tissues of our body. They carry a two plus charge. Back to chemistry, there's elements on the periodic table that carry a negative charge and some that carry a positive charge. And this positive charge is very heavy and dense, and it will actually bind to negative ions in our body as well and negative elements. And so there's a lot of issues in terms of heavy metals causing specific deficiencies in certain minerals in our body. And then similarly, if we're deficient in certain minerals, like for example, a mineral that carries a two plus charge, if we're deficient in that, our bodies will go searching for something that carries a, a two plus charge. And then what's going to happen is it's going to pick up the heavy metal, mm. right? So it's absorbing it a little bit more. So that's what heavy metals are. And we can go into kind of how we're exposed and where we're exposed and things like that. But we do see definitely them creating havoc around the nervous system. We're seeing a lot of nervous system issues, developmental issues, learning disabilities now. They are absorbed into our thyroid, our reproductive organs, our livers. 
And so a lot of the issues we're seeing today are actually because of heavy metals. And I think that it's such a missing link when they go to their doctor or when they try to heal something in their body, they look for this like quick fix or they look for what dietary changes can I make? And that's a part of it. But the heavy metals and the toxins are just such a missing piece that a lot of doctors aren't talking to patients about. Oh my goodness. So many questions. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so let's start that with, that was such, I love geeking out on the science, but that was practical enough. I think that everyone could get the gist of it. So thanks for going into the detail there too. So how are we exposed to heavy metals? What, what makes them build up to these high levels? So heavy metals are everywhere. And unfortunately, it's impossible to completely rid your life of them. As I talk about a lot with toxins in general. (laughs) Yes, we do our best, you know, to reduce our exposure and things like that. But they're everywhere. They're in our environment from agriculture, industrial waste. They're in our cleaning products, in our products that we're putting on our skin and on our face. They're in paint on our walls and our food that we're eating, our our drinking water and automotive industry. So we're seeing them everywhere, which is unfortunate. And their exposure is different for every metal. So we know that arsenic, we find a lot in pesticides, for Mm -hmm. example, right? And And even rice. And we're seeing this arsenic toxicity leading to a lot of neurological issues, digestive issues and things like that. And then lead we're seeing in welders and in our paint and different things. So the exposure and where we're getting the metals are different. But one piece that people don't know about is that we're also exposed in the womb. So we, we think about all these, you know, where am I getting exposure to lead and mercury in my lifetime? You know, I've never held a mercury thermometer and I've, you know, never had mercury filling. So how can I have high mercury? And we're seeing it being passed down from generation to generation. So it's not just our lifetime exposure, it's exposure to our our parents' lifetime of toxins and, and heavy metals and our grandparents as well. So the placenta does not protect against heavy metals? No, and absolutely, it's quite the opposite, which I'm sure we'll get into more later too. But pregnancy itself allows for this opportunity. So if there's heavy metals and toxins in our system that might seem very inert and not really doing anything to us, pregnancy itself causes a mobilization of heavy metals and toxins. And so that in itself will cause almost like this continuous download of toxins and heavy metals to the baby. So it's quite the opposite. Because I hear quite a few people think that the placenta is this like perfect barrier and that we don't have to be concerned necessarily because it's there to protect the baby. But we know, and that used to be common belief for a lot of toxins, but we know now that is not the case. So that's an important point that, you know, it does protect against some things, but heavy metals are not one of those. Absolutely. We have to remember that everything we're putting into our bodies, on our skin, everything we're eating, the baby is also having to deal with and their livers are so small, right? So even like a surmountable amount of chocolate, even though you have a little bit here and there, and I would never, you know, tell a pregnant woman she can't have her chocolate, but there's components in chocolate that can be toxic as well, like the alkaloids in chocolate. And those pass through to the baby as well, which is one of the reasons too, that we don't allow too much coffee in pregnancy as well is that going to the baby, their livers are going to have to filter that caffeine. And so we actually see a lot of babies go through caffeine withdrawal after Mm -hmm. the babies are born. And they're like, why is my baby so irritable? They must be starving. They must be hungry. And I'm just like, well, it might actually be detoxing from the caffeine that you're having throughout your entire 
pregnancy, right? And so we have to take everything with like a grain of salt, but also not freak ourselves out. Yes, we have heavy metals in our body and we have toxins in our body, but the important step is doing the work beforehand, doing the work while you're pregnancy and doing the work postpartum, but also knowing that we don't know for sure if the heavy metals in our body are going to affect our child in the long run. It so much depends on dose, exposure time and all that stuff, right? Everybody's different. Yeah, but it is something that we have some level of control over the thing. And the thing with heavy metals, like you mentioned, some of the sources, I mean, mercury is a contaminant from industry and incineration. And so it's in our water. And that's why fish, high mercury fish end up with that mercury in their bodies. It's because the water gets contaminated. And same with things like arsenic, like it's in water and soil. And so even if you're buying, quote unquote, healthy food or organic, some of it we can't get rid of in our diet or in our air. There are some things like when they took lead out of gasoline, that was because of health issues. And they showed a substantial decrease in lead concentrations in the population once they took lead out of gasoline. Lead paint is the same. But if you've got lead paint in your home already, if it's before the... When was it taken out? the 70s, I think it was. I think so. Because I think some of the toys that were passed down from generations still have lead in them. Yeah. And I mean, lead is lead is a big problem in products even still, especially those made overseas that don't have the same regulations that we have in North America. And lead is one of those things that is toxic to children in particular, there is no known safe dose. So these are things that in some respects, it can be tricky to hear about because there's only so much we can do. But I think to your point, it is really important to understand that they do play a role in our health and where we can affect change, we should. So knowing that there are certain things that we can't avoid, and we're all going to have some level of heavy metals in our bodies, how do they get removed from the body? How do we process them out? How do we get them out of our bodies? Yeah. The number one thing is obviously reducing exposure. And I think you do such a great job at helping people clean out their homes, clean up their products, which thank God for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Because that's a start, right? That's like number one is decrease your exposure, change out your products, get rid of everything that could potentially be putting burden on you. Our livers should have some ability to detoxify heavy metals out. Our digestion system as well needs to work effectively. But if your livers are bogged down, which 95% of ours are, and our digestive system isn't working properly, which 95% of ours aren't, then we're left with this heavy metals accumulating in our tissues. And the problem is once they're in the tissues, they're very hard to get out. They are very hard to get out. And so if you look at the medical way of getting heavy metals out, the medical system will do something called chelation. So there's a few different medications that a person can take. One of them is called EDTA. And what they do is they bind to the heavy metals and will excrete them in your urine. And so this is, if you know that you have a high mercury or high lead, then we can absolutely chelate and get them out this way. One of my favorite ways is actually doing something called a heavy metal detox smoothie. This is something that is safe in pregnancy because the problem is we know that once we're pregnant, we cannot detox, Mm -hmm. right? Because anything we detox moves into the bloodstream and can be passed through the placenta. Also leading up to pregnancy, our egg, if you look at the life cycle of our egg, it's about three months. So from the time that it's developed and matures and ovulates, it's about three months time. 
And so that egg will have those heavy metals and those toxins in it. And so if you haven't detoxed and taken them out beforehand, before getting pregnant, they're absolutely going to be transferred to the baby as well. And that goes for sperm as well. I was going to say, can we touch on sperm too? Because so many people think that these sorts of things are all up to the women to deal with or the female identifying partner. Yeah. Leading up to it's 50-50, right? We have the egg and we have the sperm and the DNA from both is put into the baby. And, you know, once we're pregnant, of course, it goes on to, you know, what, okay, what more is mother being exposed to? But it's within the sperm as well can absolutely affect. And so what we need to think about are what are safe ways that we can actually detox the body in pregnancy or right beforehand. And one of my favorite ways is doing the smoothie because what it does is it binds to heavy metals from the tissues, pulls them out, but doesn't let them go into the bloodstream. It'll actually hold onto them until they're eliminated through the bowels. And so it won't go to the baby. It won't go to the brain, which a lot of those other things, which we could talk about too, what to avoid, because there's some misinformation out there about what you can use to chelate heavy metals with your food, but it can actually be quite dangerous. And so this smoothie, there's five ingredients that are essential to be in it. So that includes Hawaiian spirulina. So Hawaiian spirulina, I love. It's great for pulling out mercury. It's great for getting into the brain and really good for like the central nervous system and the liver specifically and just soaks up the the mercury. Barley grass juice powder is another one, especially for pregnancy because this one, it helps prepare the mercury for absorption from the spirulina. So they kind of work synergistically together. The barley grass will draw heavy metals from the spleen, uh, intestinal tract, pancreas, the thyroid as well, and the reproductive system. That's a powerhouse. Yeah, because we know that with just the reproductive system alone, heavy metals can lead to things like endometriosis, PCOS, fibroids, endometrial cancer. So a lot of things that could affect fertility there. Another one is cilantro. So I'm sure you have heard about cilantro. I love cilantro because it gets into the deep areas where what we would call the heavy metals from like generations and generations ago. So it's not just picking up mercury from our lifetime. It's getting deep into like mercury that we've gotten from our parents and from our grandparents. So it really digs deep, which I really love. Wild blueberries is another one. So the issue with heavy metals is that they oxidize over time. And when they oxidize, they create little pockets or holes along the brain tissue. So this is where I start thinking when I see patients with autism, for example, or behavioral issues, I really start looking at how can we close those gaps? How can we... So that's what blueberries do, wild blueberries. They get in and they help close those gaps that have been created by the oxidation of the heavy metals. Okay. And then the last one is Atlantic Dolph. Have you heard of that one? No. Oh, so Atlantic Dolph, Dolph flakes are this type of seaweed and they're fantastic because they work as a big binder. So there's, there it really needs to be in there because that's one that's really going to help bind the heavy metals and not let them go. Oh, is that Dulce, like D-U-L-C-E? Yeah. Yes, I have heard of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if we combine all those five together into a smoothie, and then you can add whatever else you want, add bananas, add other berries, add whatever you want to it, that's really going to be effective. And you can use this throughout pregnancy. You can actually give this to your kids. So I started my kids on it as soon as they were about... I would say seven months old and I had done some food introduction, I started giving them a little bit of the smoothie every day. And that makes me feel just more comfortable as a mom knowing that, okay, at least we're getting into, you know, if there are some heavy metals there, we're getting them out, which is nice. 
And where do you get these ingredients from? Oh my gosh, Amazon even has them, okay. right? So you can find any natural health, <laughs> health food, food stores. I don't like, have. yeah, I don't like Amazon. So <laughs> health yeah, food stores are... So Healthy Planet, Nature's Emporium carries them, well.ca as yeah, well, okay. which is a very common one. So they're found in, they're found in natural stores. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you have a recipe for that on your website, right? I do. I do. Yes. And I can also uh, send it to you and you can put in the show notes maybe or something like that. Yeah. I was going to say, we'll link that so that folks know how much to add of what and all that. Yes. Yes. And if you can stomach cilantro or anything like that, just start slow. Just introduce little bits at a time. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. You touched on that. There are some myths or wrong information out there. Can we cover some of those and what maybe you should avoid doing when it comes to detoxification and some of the big, there's so much misinformation. So let's just, let's debunk some of that. Yes. And I mean, one of the biggest things is we do want to give yourself three months before pregnancy to detoxify, right? Because of that cycle of the egg. That's the first thing that we need to do. But there's a lot of information around chlorella being a huge heavy metal detoxifier. If you ever, you must know about chlorella as well and reading about that. The problem with chlorella is that it binds heavy metals, but it lets it go. So it won't hold on to it until it's ready to be eliminated through the bowels. So while it's swimming around in the bloodstream, it has an opportunity to go to the placenta, to go to the brain, to go to other tissues in the body. So this is what I don't love about chlorella. There's also some poor information about, I kind of want to jump into this a little bit because, you know, bone broth and collagen. Okay, yes. two huge fads right now. Everybody's all about the collagen for their skin every, or their joints and everybody is all about the bone breath for the immune system. These are huge problems for people who have heavy metals. Reason being is that lead is stored in bone. Bone broth is a concentration of the bone. And we are literally concentrating this bone and drinking it every day. And so there was actually a study done in 2013, I think, where they actually looked at heavy metals in bone broth. And what they noticed was that there was 10 times more lead in bone broth than there was in drinking water. Wow. So that's the first thing about bone broth. And then the second part is collagen. So collagen is made from byproducts of animals right? They take the hide, they take the bone, they take tissues, they take everything and they combine it into a product that they say is very good for growing your own cartilage and collagen. And so there's a huge misinformation here, I think, when you actually look at the research around collagen and if it's effective. So that's number one. But number two, the animals that they're getting this from are not happy animals sitting on a farm eating grass and like, you know, they're getting these from mass produced industries who use heavy metals, antibiotics, hormones, these animals are actually being fed grains and soy and corn products that have heavy metals in them. And then you have the waste from those animals that go into the drinking water, and then they're being literally being put into products to to serve to people. And so that can be like an area where people are getting exposure as well. So we need to be careful there. So I would say like on the avoid list are definitely those things, the chlorella, the bone broth, the collagen. And do you, you recommend that for everybody, not just preconception and prenatally? I recommend it for everybody. Yeah. So that's not just people who are getting pregnant who have the issues, right? 
Yeah. Even brain fog and fatigue can be signs of heavy metal toxicity. Interesting. I was not expecting those exposures. Those are not things that get talked about very much. No, I know. And it's actually something that's just kind of come to light to me as well recently. I never really thought of like where the heavy metals were uh, being stored. And then when we when I started learning that heavy metals are actually being stored in bone, then I'm going, oh, crap. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then I started digging a little bit more into the research around bone broth and everything. Thing, and I'm finding out a lot more things than I was led to believe. So, yeah. Okay. So, avoid bone broth and collagen and chlorella. Is there anything else that people should? avoid doing or things that you recommend lifestyle-wise as folks are heading into preconception? Absolutely. Um, I think number one is reducing exposure and cleaning up your products that you're putting on your skin, the products you're putting in your body. So making sure that even if you are having omega-3s, we know that some omega-3s are not the best quality and can definitely have higher levels of mercury. Those would be in fish oils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is, of course, trying to eat organic as much as we can. So I always say at least try to focus on the clean 15 and, mm-hmm. then, you know, avoiding the dirty dozen or just eating with dirty dozen organic. That's a great place to start. Buying our animal products. Don't buy prepackaged, buy fresh, buy hormone free, local if you can. Visit the farm, see what they're eating, uh, avoiding pesticides as well. And so it's interesting because you might be getting exposure to pesticides and not realize it. Our neighbors are spraying their grass and their lawns and the wind carries it over. If you live near a golf course, you're getting runoff in your water, you're breathing in, they spray like crazy. Even parks in your area. I believe there's there's some jurisdictions now that don't spray, but a lot of parks still do. And then we're going there not knowing we're walking in our bare feet or our kids are walking in our bare feet on the grass and we're not even realizing. So I always say to call your city, find out what are the spray days and give yourself a few days in between when they spray and going to parks and and areas like that. I always usually recommend supplementation to get out not only heavy metals, but all toxins. So there are a few fantastic herbs and supplementations that are fantastic for just decreasing the oxidation in the body, getting the liver functioning well so that it can metabolize toxins and get them out, digest it, things that work on digestion to get digestion moving. So they're, everybody's different, yes. right? Everybody is different. So that's that's what uh, we need to remember. And everybody's exposure is different. Every treatment plan is individualized, but that's a good start, reducing the exposure as much as you can and drink the smoothies. It's important to know where your highest exposures come from. Like you said, one person's detox and avoidance plan isn't going to look like somebody else's. If you're living on a golf course, for example, you might need to do things a little bit differently because your buildup might be higher or you might need to focus more heavily on pesticide avoidance from other sources because of there could be more pesticides in your body. And same with if you've got old mercury fillings that potentially are causing issues for you, right? So, you know, we've shared a lot of information about the sources and risks and potentials, but it's like everything I talk about, I think it's important to look at kind of your top 
three areas or top one if it's a big one and go from there. And like you said right off the top, the digestive system and the liver that are responsible for removing heavy metals from your body, it's not just heavy metals that are contaminating those systems. And so even if there are sources of heavy metals that you can't avoid, doing a bunch of other things that I talk about all the time (laughs) in terms of lowering your exposure to a wide range of toxins is going to allow your systems to be able to better handle it. And it'll improve how much that smoothie will work, for example, because it'll be able to just function better overall. So it's that message that I like to drive home all the time because so many people say, oh, we don't need to worry because our detoxification systems will handle it. But you said it beautifully off the top that 95% of us don't have detoxification systems that are working optimally. Yeah, we're just too overburdened. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like an overflowed garbage can. You can only put so much in the garbage can before it overflows and becomes smelly. (laughs) That's what the liver is doing. And then it would become smelly and and it's too much. It just takes over, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insights and surprising sources of heavy metals that I wasn't expecting. So that was a nice treat. Where can people go to learn more about you? So people can go to my website. So it's drjessicamd.com. So that's dr Jessica capital N, capital D.com. And they can also go to my Instagram. That's probably where I'm the most active. And I'm sure you'll put a link to that as well. So it's at Dr. Jessica DuPont. And if people are wanting to even just get in touch with me or just see what I'm doing there, they can absolutely go there. And how do you work with patients? So I work with people one-on-one. So there's a couple of things that I do. I do have a fertility, like an online fertility program where people who are outside of Ontario, even if you're within Ontario, you can absolutely do this program online. It's eight weeks and it takes you literally through detoxification. It takes you through the proper nutrition, proper supplementation, talks about specific conditions with fertility and how to treat them. And not only the female partner, but the male partner as well. And so this is something people can do from the comfort of their own home. And that information can be found at babybloomers.ca. I'll add that link as well. Oh, great. And then I also run a fertility detox program. So this is actually the next one is going to be in January, February, and then another one come the spring. So I run it three times a year. And this is just a four week, easy thing that people can do to start preparing their bodies for pregnancy or detox their bodies before pregnancy. And so that's going to be you're probably going to see some information about that soon coming out. And other than that, it's one on one. So people can just book through my website, they can book uh, an appointment, and we could do consultations, all naturopathic visits are covered under third party insurance for most people. So you can get the coverage there. So one thing that I just wanted to touch on before we go, because I know we didn't go into it in too much detail, is I think there's a big misconception that heavy metals don't necessarily affect fertility, but they absolutely do. And this is one of these missing links that I address in practice. We know that lead, for example, is linked to, for men specifically, we see that lead decreases sperm count. We see that arsenic lowers spermatogenesis, which is sperm production. It also affects the DNA fragmentation and affects the genetics of the sperm. And so that's kind of on the men's side of things. And then women itself, 
lead exposure, cadmium exposure are very detrimental. We're seeing it wreak havoc into, like I said before, reproductive conditions such as endometriosis, endometrial cancer, PCOS. And they actually did a study of over 500 women who, what they did was they chelated these women. And what they noted, these are all infertile women. And with the chelation process, what they noticed is that there was a huge amount that were able to conceive spontaneously compared to the control group who was not. And that was, they didn't do anything else. They didn't do dietary changes. They didn't do anything. All they did was chelate heavy metals out. And so that was a pretty cool study to see. And there's been multiple studies, but we've seen just the rate of infertility skyrocket. Back in 1982 or the 1980s, I can't remember what the percentage was, but I know in the early you know 2000s, they did a study where there was a 12% of women who were unable to conceive and it was 40% higher than those in the 1980s. So we're seeing just like this massive increase of infertility issues and we're seeing that directly correlated with the amount of heavy metals and toxins in our environment. When I was in school, I did a paper on how that affects our children growing up. And so like I said before, it does go into the egg and go in the sperm and goes into the growing baby. But we're seeing these heavy metals linked to things like autism, ADHD, childhood leukemias, asthma, childhood obesity, and type 2 diabetes. And so if we can do everything we can to just help ourselves before getting pregnant, and then even during pregnancy, doing that smoothie to just lower our the amount in our bodies plus reduce exposure, then we're doing our future children such a service. We're just like creating such an amazing foundation for the future of our children. We could end on that note. That's why. Yes, I love I just it. Wanted That's to a- make sure and just drive that home because it's not just about us. It's about the future of our children and our grandchildren. That is an absolutely perfect message. Thank you for sharing that and adding that in because I think it is such an important consideration that not enough people are talking about. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm so happy that I was able to come on here and share and I'm loving what you're doing and uh, keep rocking it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Everybody definitely check out all of the links that we mentioned for Dr. DuPont's resources and programs. I will drop them in the show notes. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you feel like you can walk away feeling more empowered to make decisions in your preconception, fertility, and prenatal journey. If you're listening to this in real time, Dr. DuPont and I have teamed up to give you a chance to win a pretty spectacular preconception prize pack worth over $1,500. The winner will get access to Dr. DuPont's Fertility Talks Method, a four-week guided fertility detox, my prepping for pregnancy course, a six-week course that will walk you through the steps you can take to address toxins throughout your home that matter most before having a baby, plus a ticket to the virtual Canadian Fertility Show. For all the details on this giveaway and to enter, visit greenathome.ca forward slash giveaway. It closes February 4th, so be sure to head on over there and enter before you forget. And good luck! Before you go, I have a quick favor to ask. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and like what you've heard, please take a moment to hit subscribe and leave a five-star rating and a written review. You can do it right from the app. It takes just a sec and really helps me to be able to continue to share this important information with more people. Plus, you might just get a shout out on a future episode. Thanks so much and bye for now.